All right, welcome to another episode. Before we get started, I have to once again apologize for being a day late. We had some things going on yesterday that unfortunately was out of my control and most of the people's control. We were going to do the show at nine o'clock last night, but we weren't, but some of us couldn't do it for the long, for the duration of the show we were going to produce. So I decided we had to do it tonight. We apologize once again to our viewers, whoever's listening, and we will do better. I will do better. We will do better. But stick tuned. This is a very complex show, a special look back tonight. And at the end of the show, we will have a major announcement, an announcement that was that you already know is forthcoming. So enjoy the, this episode of The Look Back. If I get rocked for my kids, is that real? Till the sun come up Tackle 40 when the sun go down It's a cold winter Y'all better bundle up And I better be a hotter summer Wrap my onion just to rock it down You hot now, listen up Don't you know cops sole purpose is Alright, here we go Another week is coming gone Another week in the in the league It's a level look back Week 8 edition and And Matt, we're going into November, man so that means temperature is starting to chill. It's starting to get cold. Like like Freeway said, it's going to be could be a cold winter, and it's already chilly here in the Philly area. Barely fifty degrees the last couple of days, after it was eighty degrees last week, and that means the games are going to get tougher, physical, and colder. So we all have to keep up. Now this is a special look back tonight. It's Dallas week. You know what that means? Cowboys are coming. Big game on Sunday. But before we get to that and our special guest, we have a special guest this week. We're going to talk about the Eagles. And if this was the Cowboys, Washington was obviously, if this is what we hope to see, then it was a hell of a battle. Washington, again, gave the Eagles another tough fight on Sunday that luckily, unlike you, Kwame, who thought, did go the full 60 minutes. And obviously, not more, not more like the first matchup. But obviously, the Eagles, like they've been doing the last several weeks, dominates the fourth quarter, the second half of the game. And they were in full control in the fourth quarter. But the big story is history was made. And of all the great receivers that have played this league over the 104-year history, like Randy Moss and Jerry Rice and Larry Fitzgerald and T.O. and Steve Largent and Chris Carter, all Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers. None of them did what A.J. Brown is doing. He had six consecutive games of over 125 yards receiving, had 130 on the dot with two, with two scores. It's obvious that we, we see, we're seeing history and we've seen that we never had a great receiver like this. Maybe Fans in Kansas have. City are watching Germany. What the hell was that? But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Like I said, gentlemen, your thoughts on the game and more importantly, is A.J. Brown now, today, the best wide receiver in the National Football League? Go ahead. Do it. Okay, yeah, well, um, one thing about this game, when Rob and I were talking on uh, on a Sunday and we did our predictions, you know, I had said 
after the big win against the Dolphins and then Dallas coming up this week, I said, you know, this could be a game that I would have been nervous about as being a potential letdown game, except for the fact that, you know, we let Sam Howell shred us in the first game. So I thought, you know, we would at least we'd be our defense would be better. Um, it wasn't. I mean, I think it might have been worse. I think Hal had a better game this time. 397 yards, four touchdowns. But, you know, like you said, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts came through. Um, and, yeah, Brown set the record, like Rob just said. But beyond that, I mean, right now he's second in the league in receiving yards with 939 in eight games. You know, that, that, that puts him on pace for, if you extrapolate that over 17 games, uh, 1,995 yards. So he's almost on pace for a 2,000-yard season. And then Tyree Kill leads the league in yards. He's on pace for over 2,000 yards. So, you know, we could have our first 2,000-yard receiver season between the two of them. One of them might do it. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown was awesome, man. He was the, You knew he was getting the ball, and they just couldn't stop him, just like it's been for six weeks now. Um, Jalen Hurts was awesome too, you know, 319 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, you know, technically this could have been one of his best games of his career. It's actually the highest EPA per play of his career first in a game. So, um, I mean, he was, he was on point. He did have one mistake that I'll get to in a second. Um, but a couple other guys that came up big with Hassan Reddick, you know, we only got one sack on the quarterback, but, it was a big one at the end of the game. He came up huge force. Um, and then Jake Elliott, you got to mention him because this guy, he could be, he's one of our MVPs this year. I mean, this guy just keeps hitting field goals. He keeps hitting field goals of over 50 yards. I mean, he's he's probably the best kicker in the league right now. I don't, I don't see how anyone else is as good. He's got to be in the Pro Bowl at this point. Um and then the bad is obviously it's two two games this year we played against the Redskins and against Sam Howell and two games we got torched our, our pass defense. Um, like I said, thirty nine of fifty two, three ninety seven, four touchdowns. That one interception, the Reed Blankenship. But yeah, I mean he, they moved the ball almost at will, and thankfully we pulled it out because we had a bunch of turnovers there in the first half and we, it was, we were, we were down, you know, it wasn't looking that good in the first half until we finally started to actually, you know, get the ball in the end zone and make some plays. But um, yeah, I got to give it to Hal. He torched us for a second straight week. And there you see that 61 yard field goal at the end of the first half. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to chalk it up for some reason. Our pat, our defense can't play against the, the Redskins. I don't know. I don't know why, but We've, we're done with them. We don't have to play them again. So I'll just put it as that. Um, and then our red zone offense was, again, not good. Two turnovers, one by Jalen Hurts at, at the one-yard line on the quarterback sneak. I mean, it doesn't happen. We haven't seen that happen at all. So, I mean, that might have just been a fluke play. But still, I mean, you can't you can't let that happen. Come on, Hurts. And, uh, <laughs> and then the other thing. Is Kenny Gainwell, man? We gotta we gotta cut his carries down. I mean, he's he's a nice, he's a decent player overall, but he's he's nothing special. Um, and another fumble inside the five yard line. He's now there's only four running backs in the NFL that have more fumbles than him this year, and that's Raheem Mostert, Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, and Eric Gray. Um, he hasn't played well at overall either. I mean, his pro football focus grade is a forty five point five. Um, I mean, we have we have two other running backs behind him on the depth chart that 
have have shown that they can they're productive in the NFL when they actually get touches. And that's Boston Scott and Rashad Penny. I think we got to work them into this game, these games in overall. We can't obviously give uh, Swift, you know, 30 touches a game. So we need a, a good number two running back. And Gainwell's just not getting it done. But overall, hey, we pulled it out. The, some games the defense wins it for us. Some games the offense wins it for us. This time it was an offensive game. And uh, Hertz and A.J. Brown came up big. And there's Devontae Smith right there, too. So overall, hey, we, we came away with a victory in what I thought was a, could have been a letdown game. So we got the W. That's all that matters. Yeah. Oh, man, this game was frustrating me in the first half. <laughs> I, just, I just like, what's going on? I thought we were going to smoke them. Like, I really did. I thought, okay, history shows when they come here, games are tight. We go down there, be, bring it to them. They happen. And like you said, the fumbles. I mean, well, I don't know what's the deal with our fumbling. And it, and I was in the car, actually, and I went out to go get something to eat. And I heard the Eagles get down to the one-yard line. I'm like, okay, let me sit in the car and we hear what's going to happen. Air fumble. Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> you mean fumble at the one? Come on, man. I just, I was like, what is happening with us? But yet, as bad as we've been playing uh, with the turnovers, and I love this uh, fake kneel down. <laughs> Our running, we still got the W, and it just shows how good this team is that we are in the negatives on the turnover ratio. Last year, we were way in the positives, and now we're struggling to keep the ball, struggling to get turnovers. But the W's keep happening, got the same record we had last year at this point. So, um, we can just stop killing ourselves. We're back in the Super Bowl, just. Hold the damn ball, please. Happy to see an interception for a change. That's rare. Uh, man, Blankenship pulled that off. And Jalen said four touchdowns, no interceptions. It's great. But Sam Howe, four touchdowns and just one interception, not so great. And especially since me and John had the Eagles by seven. And we had a 14-point lead and watch Sam Howe and company march down the field and get the get this one. Like that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I so uh I'm glad, like you said, we don't have to play them anymore. We're done with them. Only thing is you might see Chase Young again. He's yeah. out of San Fran. <laughs> so, but we're done with them. We'll move on. And the big bad cowboys coming to town. Oh, it's going to be fun. Going to be fun. Go ahead, John. I mean, this game, um, I mean, I was working at the time. One of the the game was going on, but I was, you know, listening. And it's, uh, you know, they've been the first started playing uh, in the first half. Not that great. You know, and then they got better. And it was kind of just frustrating. Frustrating and the uh, and the Eagles, uh, you know. I mean, we still pulled it out, got the victory, and we're still seven to one. That's really all we can ask for. And now we play Cowboys in a tight matchup, and I think uh, you know I don't think we lost at home yet. So I think it's just going to continue to happen. Yeah, 
I mean, obviously, watching this game, it was nerve-wracking. I don't know. Washington played had a great game plan. I mean, they haven't had good game plans this year, but for some reason against us, they were they were ready for us. And I'm surprised a lot of teams are not like the like the commanders. Because why haven't they tried to beat us the way they tried to beat us this year? But you know, we we knew what we were going what we were getting ourselves into. And and obviously, like I said, Terry McLaurin loves playing the Eagles. He loves playing us his entire career. He's put up great numbers against us but we've also learned playing McLaurin in the second half he doesn't do a damn thing so it's the same consistency when I look at this game and while watching this game on Sunday I mean yes offense this this league defensively you're going to win some games offensively you're going to have to win some games luckily the offense played well but I'm sure Bree would like to hear this my friend you know, we, sorry, I bring the name up now, but we will introduce her here in a moment. Is obviously her Cowboys. We know how aggressive that defense is, and they had another hell of a game on Sunday, turning the football over. They do it at a at an alarming rate and an aggressive rate. And the problem with this Eagles team is they do turn the ball over. You know, we've had a turnover in all but one game this year. And this is not – and you can't do that against this Cowboys defense. You can't do that against Michael Parsons and uh, the guy number 26 and, you know, and some of the other guys. I mean, they'll eat you alive. It's obvious the way they've won some of their games this year. They've blown teams out. They they put them in submission. And I don't think that's going to happen to us because, obviously, we're better. But – Hurts has to be careful with the ball. Remember, here's something we haven't seen very much in this robbery. Hurts versus Dak Prescott. It's only happened one time since this robbery, in this robbery. So last year it didn't happen at all. Both games, there were different quarterbacks for both teams. That won't be the case on Sunday. So obviously this is going to be an interesting game. And we got to get this Washington game out of our heads. We will. But obviously – you know, the house is coming in here. Luckily, if luckily we did win this game because, Matt, if we didn't win this game and Bree would like this, this game would be for first place if we didn't win yesterday on Sunday. This game would be for first place. So, luckily, we can skid in. We can even if we don't win, we can skid into the into the bye week in first place still in the conference. So, we'll see what happens. And obviously, I mean, A.J. Brown's been unbelievable this year. He has been unbelievable. And, and, you know, hopefully he keeps this up. And I think he probably will for a couple of more weeks. It's obvious that, I mean, hell, he he did outplay uh, Tyreek in last week. So that's something also to think about. Two of the best receivers by yards, and he outplayed him. So, like I said, Brown looks good. Devontae does, does his thing. We'll be fine. I mean, obviously, we have to run the ball, but in a game like the Cowboys, we don't need to run the ball. We just have to not make any mistakes. No interceptions, no fumbles. And like, and, and, and Matt, you're absolutely right. I don't know why Kenny Gainwell has been the, getting all these carries. He's not doing a good job. He should be he should be almost benched. You know, Rashad Penny's only appeared in, what, two games this year? The hell's going yeah. on with this offensive setups? I mean, eventually, we'll have to balance itself out. We'll bounce ourselves out. So, but still, still, we won. It matters. We're we're in first place, best record 
in the league. But obviously, like I said, as I mentioned, I mentioned her name. This is a unmute yourself there. Hi. This is Dallas week. And obviously, I do watch a lot. We do know about the Cowboys. And like I said, four of us, we have our, our own opinions. But I had to do this, man. I had to do this. We had to bring on an actual Cowboy fan. And Bree, you know, she is our, like I said, she's a part of, the, of my program. And she's a proud Cowboy fan. So I'm not going to tell her her age. I'm not going to tell her age. She was not around when the Cowboys were were good in the 90s. Robert, she was not, not too around much. then. Rob, not too much, Robert. Thank you. But, you. but for the first time on this show, a Cowboy fan is going to explain why they're a Cowboy fan. So, Bree, go ahead. The floor is yours. Why are you a Dallas Cowboy fan? Yeah. Well, like Rob already said, my name is Bree. I just want to reintroduce myself. Um, most people will call me a bandwagon fan, but this is the thing. So this is why I'm a Cowboy fan. So my grandfather was actually a diehard Eagles fan for the longest time. And then something happened, obviously, like we say, you're not going to say my age, but before my time, something happened um, with the Eagles and my grandfather and his relatives, they all split up and started liking different teams. So, you know, I don't know, like, you know, the the saying, um, you know, the saying, uh, the man is the man of the house. So my grandfather, once he started being a Cowboys fan, we all had to like the Cowboys or Rooted, yes. Yeah, so, um, it's a violation. We was all booted unless we like the Cowboys. And actually, oh. I'm not the only Cowboys fan in my family. Uh, unfortunately, my grandfather passed um, a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago. But my pastor, she's also a diehard Cowboys fan. And I wish she could share why she's a Cowboys fan because actually her husband was an Eagles fan. So you can only imagine her household on Sunday nights. Um, but yeah, so I'm technically a bandwagon, but I keep up how, when I can. I'm definitely more of a basketball than football girl, but I definitely keep up. Okay. Well, okay, y'all not a bandwagon. Go ahead. I'm so technically she's not a bandwagon. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say that. I wouldn't say bandwagon. If you weren't yes. even alive when they last won the Super Bowl, then, uh, you know, I'm, I was born in 81. I'm 41, be 42 soon. You know, mm-hmm. so when I was a kid, especially when I was around 10 years old. Now, now those people were bandwagon fans. Those people from Philly that were supposed Cowboys fans. Now, that's bandwagon fan. But, hey, since then, they've been a disappointment. So, I can't call you a bandwagon fan. Rooting that's true. It's been a quarter of a century. So, technically, okay. If you like them now, then you die hard. Uh, because... <laughs> They haven't been relevant in a while, so we're cool. We are. Right. Oh, we stay relevant. We stay relevant. We stay up there. And relevant until the playoffs. Relevant until the playoffs. <laughs> Your thoughts, John? Yeah. I mean, the, I like. Yeah, I was gonna say I like some, you know, players on the Cowboys, but you know, I kind of always preach, you know, how good Parsons is, and 
I just think like you know it's if you like uh you like a team then you like a team but you know it's like should I uh you know say you know you can be like a bandwagon nah, I wanted to say that just say you know you're a fan and uh I think it's gonna be a good good tight game um it's gonna be a good one to watch now, now, obviously, with Bree being on here, and of course, we, we, we're going to talk about Cowboys, even if she wasn't going to be on here. Now, last year, me and Kwame did an episode. Matt was on vacation, did one of his 800 vacations last year. <laughs> we did a show about what was our favorite moment in the Eagles-Cowboys robbery. Mm. Now, when we come back later in the year, we're going to mention that on the second in the second matchup when we go to Jerry World. Unfortunately, we have to since Bree is our guest and she has to be schooled because, you know, young young, not gonna <laughs> mention her age, but we have to school her. So Kwame, Matt and John, we have to say this. We've been around enough in this robbery. We've seen the good and we sadly seen the bad. So tonight we have to bring up the negative. What is the worst moment? Y'all three opinions and mine as well. I'll bring it to what is y'all worst moment in the Eagles Cowboys robbery in your opinion? The worst you've seen. All three of y'all. The worst you've seen. Okay. okay. Uh, for me, I'd probably say the worst that I've seen maybe, maybe most disappointing was uh, I forget what year it was, but the, that playoff game that we had where McNabb came out playing the air guitar and <laughs> the Cowboys kicked our asses. You know, I mean, just losing in the playoffs and getting your asses kicked, that was, that was the worst, especially, you know, McNabb being a clown before, before the game. And I think we played the Cowboys the week before that, and they beat us up too. So that was pretty rough. Mm, yeah, that's one. Um, I'll go back to their – when they were relevant, um, watching I Emmett hear Smith. Little guess. I hear them. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just saying that back in the day, back, back, back in the day, when they were something, and Emmett Smith on our veterans stadium turf ran for about 210 yards or something. I have to oh. go find his exact yards. He was running through us so bad. They were giving him oxygen on the sidelines, it, and I, that that memory just stuck in my head. <laughs> that was Halloween '93. I remember 93. that. That was Halloween '93. Yes. <laughs> That's the year I thought it was, and I just that it was, was raining so that sad. day too. It was raining, rainy, nasty, horrible turf, and now, the, it just running all around us. <laughs> now, how the hell do I remember that? I was seven years old. How the hell did I remember that? Good Jesus, my memory is scared. <laughs> All right, John. What's your thought? Your your first worst moment. Um, I mean, my worst moment. It's uh, I mean, I really don't have one, but it's like I guess when like I was just thinking like when like the Eagles had Terrell Owens and the Cowboys had Terrell Owens. It was kind of like that fiasco in a way. It's like. That's all I'm kind of going to say, but it's kind of like a, it was just like a, a bad fiasco, you know, it's 
He did much better on the Cowboys, I think. He was there longer, too. Anyway. Well, I... John's young, so, you know, uh, (laughs) he wasn't alive when the Cowboys were actually beating us. Yeah, that's why. He's he's safe from all this. As the robbery was shifting, as as they were at the end of their dominance. Right. But but like I said, I mean, I I actually was schooling Bree the other the other day about a game in 1991. He was trying the, to school me. Trying to yeah. In 91 when the when the Cowboys <laughs> beat this dominant Eagles defense here at the vet and ended their playoff chances. Now, of course, I was too young to remember that. So Matt brought up 2009 and that was not a fun year. The year before, the Eagles destroyed them and that was my favorite moment. It didn't take long for them to have my worst moment. We lost to the Cowboys early in the in the year on a Sunday night. So the Eagles got going. They were really playing well. They were playing some really good football, and they were leading the NFC East. And we got to the final week of the season. If we won the game in Dallas, we would have been the number two seed over the Vikings. The Saints were obviously the dominant team that year. But the Cowboys beat the Saints during that time. I remember that. that. So there was some there was some worries. And the Eagles just got beat. They got destroyed in that game, 24 to nothing. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. So so I remember watching on a Saturday night. It was frigid outside. It was bitter cold. I was cold. like five degrees outside. And Charles Barkley was on the show saying the Eagles would guarantee the win. (laughs) And I remember watching. And then, yeah, yeah. The McNabb air guitar thing. That was so ridiculous. It was sad. <laughs> and I do remember one positive moment. Michael Vick came into the game and he threw a nice touchdown to Jeremy Macklin. And that and at the time I thought, hey, the Eagles might actually maybe they were sandbagging. They really want to beat Dallas and Dallas. But it didn't happen. After that, the Cowboys destroyed us. <laughs> it was really bad. And it also changed the shift of the franchise because that was McNabb's last game as a Philadelphia Eagle. Two yeah. games in Dallas, getting his ass whipped, and that was the end. That was the end of McNabb. But what's funny about that loss was the next week, Brett Favre, they played Brett Favre, and the Cowboys got tranced out there. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Favre oh. went off 34-3 to on them. But, hey, mm. we, we there's been many bad moments, but those are all, all of our – our our unhappy moments and hopefully Bree will be on on our next Dallas show later in the year where we talk about our best Cowboys moments in the robbery our best Eagles Cowboys moments in the robbery so well, well one well, is Bree do you have a since you're a Cowboys fan do you have a favorite moment in the rivalry I think we should take my age into account you know yeah. well hey still a little peewee so honestly I really don't. I really don't. And it's very sad. You think I would, but I really don't. Okay, okay. I might be prepared for next time, though. Keep <laughs> over me. Okay. All right. But anyway, like I said, huh? obviously we'll get back on that storyline down the road. But obviously we'll get back to the business in hand before we get to our segments. Obviously, as we go around the rest of the league, the AFC is starting to get crowded. And we've been down this road before about how good some of these teams are who aren't. Now we have 
four teams a lock, a four-way tie for first place. Chiefs, Dolphins, Jaguars, and Ravens are all six and two. So my question is, who has the advantage? And is there a team that may not be right now at six, that might not be at six and two, but is lurking? Who has the advantage of at least between those four teams that might have the edge to take off in the AFC right now? Um. I mean, obviously the Chiefs have – they could. they get, Their defense is a lot better this year than it's been previous years, and they obviously have Mahomes. But, you know, they they, they, they didn't make any big – any moves at the trade deadline to get a receiver. Um, Jacksonville has some holes. Um, I wouldn't say there's one team that really stands out as being, like, better than anyone else. So without knowing their schedules off the top of my head – I don't think anyone has a true advantage over another team. Um, but obviously the team that is behind all them that is starting to come on now is Cincinnati. Um, Joe Burrow's looking healthy. They just beat up on the Niners. Um, so just like last year, Cincinnati started 0-2 and, and then came on. They started 0-2, 1-3. Burrow's getting healthy and they're starting to come on. So we could see them really make a run. And they got Buffalo this weekend. Oh, yeah. What were the four teams again, Rob? Chiefs. Jags, Chiefs. Dolphins and Ravens, all All six and two. All right. So no Bengals. Um, Hmm. Well, as as I'm showing these Jaguar highlights, the Jags uh, definitely woke up after taking a flight over to their second home in England because they were looking really shoddy at one and two. But now they ripped off five on the road, just like that. And uh, I predicted before the season that I think Jags might be might be making their way to Vegas. End of the year, we'll see. Uh, Dougie P might have figured some things out. That would be fun. Eagles and Jags, I feel like that would that would be fun. But the Chiefs, I mean, they're defending champs, so I. No, can't count them out. But woo, they look bad Sunday. <laughs> they look bad. You couldn't score a touchdown on the Broncos, <laughs> a team that gave up seventy <laughs> a couple weeks ago. That's pretty sad. Um, and then, uh, so with them and Dolphins, um, I hate that they're playing in Europe. I mean, that's too good of a game to be got to get up at nine thirty morning to watch, and not be here. But anyhow, um, Tyreek Hill gets to go up against his old boys. I still like the Dolphins. They haven't shown that they can beat a real good team yet, though. So they haven't beat a team that has a winning record. So right now they're just bullies. And um, the other six and two team was um, oh the Ravens. Ravens looking pretty good. Um, I'm just waiting to see if they can ever make any moves in uh, in the playoffs. Um, that's the thing. I we'll see what happens then. But right now, I mean, I've always liked Lamar. Um, I wouldn't be saddened if he found a way to the Super Bowl. But um, right now, I think the edge. I'm still going to lean on the Chiefs because of the pedigree. 
Um, I'm going to have to agree with Matt. Uh, I don't think anybody has an advantage with those four teams. Right now, I guess I'd still lean with with the Chiefs because they have, you know, uh, one of the best coaches in the game. Then you have, you know, what you call him as the Rocket. I just call him Patrick or State Farm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and they also have Kelsey. You know, they have, you know, an offensive system. But you're right, though, Matt, that the Chiefs defense has uh, been much better this year than the past couple years. Just looking at these four teams, I mean, obviously we're at the we're, next week would be the halfway point, and it's weird because we look at the AFC. It is getting like we anticipated. It's getting tighter. It's getting tighter every week. I think we're absolutely right. None of the four have the advantage because what what I man, I told you about Sky Moore. He he's just not going to cut it, man. Look what he did <laughs> on Sunday. He looked like like a deer in headlights, man. Come on, man. This. Travis Kelsey goes off this roster. What do they have? What do they have, the Chiefs? They have nothing. They're in trouble. It, I have a feeling this year the dam's going to break, and the and and Mahomes may have to play a postseason game away from Arrowhead. I think this might be the year. It may actually happen. It might might go through the Ravens. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. But we, but it's hard to trust the Dolphins because they haven't beaten anybody. Again, beating up on another bad team, the Patriots. Who cares? And then Jacksonville's an interesting story. I mean, they have played really tough. And obviously, like I said, our buddy Ken was at the game on Sunday. You know, I wish he could have been on tonight, but obviously he was on. He was there on Sunday. I'm sure he'll have an, an opinion down the road when when we see him on the live show. But. And my Ravens are doing what they're doing. But the Bengals are the team I, I fear. Just like last year, like Matt brought up. And I would bring them up too because, like I said, I've been saying this all year. They haven't – they've been the top two AFC team the last two years for a reason. Joe Burrow. You know, Joe Mixon. You know, Jamar Chase. That defense. Look what they did to the 49ers. Look what they did to them. If they could do that to them, they'll, they could be anybody, anywhere. So, mm. like I said, this, this Bengals team, they, they're not done yet. This, this, this AFC is not over yet, and the Bengals are coming. They're proving that they're, 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 if they're healthy and motivated and right, they're going to beat some teams. They're going to stop, going to curb stop some teams here soon. They did. They did it to a, to an NFC contender. They can do that to any of these contenders. So keep yes. an eye on Cincinnati in the next yeah, several weeks. They are. They are definitely on the rise. Yeah. One thing I will say though, with this Chiefs uh, Dolphins game this weekend, is if the Dolphins can get a victory, they do have a really weak schedule the rest of the way. So if they can get that that victory over the Chiefs. They would be in the driver's seat, in my opinion, for the number one seed. Yeah. The Dolphins been very; they've been living a very charmed life. But then again, they haven't beaten anybody of significance. If yeah. they can beat the Chiefs, then that sends a message. That would send a message. But we'll see. That's a big matchup. Matt and I will. Oh, actually, that we will preview that game later on. I forgot we will preview that game later on. All right. Yeah. So now, since Bree is our our special guest this week, and obviously. I mean, she doesn't know the show at all. I mean, I've given her a glimpse of the show, but this is 
this is something she'll enjoy. Now we get into our fun segments, our own individual segments. We all have individual segments. And this is if Brie would ever have her own show with her girlfriends or anybody she would want to do a show with on a podcast. So now we go into our segments. So our first segment is fancy football. I'm sure Brie knows about fancy football because she hears about it all the time. But I do, yeah. I do. But obviously, John and Matt are pros at fancy football. They have they're in leagues. I've helped in leagues. I, I you know, I spayed or neutered. But anyway, Matt, John, in this case, John will give Matt three or four questions that will help benefit their fancy deals. Help benefit whoever. So go ahead, you two. What's the fancy report for week nine? All right, so the first question is uh, on, you know, on a quarterback, uh, Derek Carr of the Saints. I got over under 22. 22. Well, the Saints do have a nice matchup this week, Mm -hmm. um, the Bears. You know, I'm going to go with 22. I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to go with the over. I think, I think, uh, uh, Chris Olave, you know, they, they they really didn't hook up last week much. I think he's going to have a big game. Obviously, Alvin Kamara's getting a ton of receptions. Um, he'll have a decent game. I mean, overall, I do expect, the, I do expect the, the, the Saints to put up a lot of points. So if they're going to put up a lot of points, I would expect Derek Carr to have a pretty big game. All right. Uh, the next one, the guy I'm not really high on this year, but is Austin Eckler running back for the Chargers? I got him over under 15. Points per reception, I might go with the over, but just in a standard league, I'm gonna go with the under. Um, you know, he's just not right this year. He's had he's been injured. Um, he did have a decent game last week, but yeah, he even last week, he's he's just running the ball, he hasn't done much. Um now catching the ball, he can still get get a lot of receptions, but in a standard league, I'm going with the under. And uh, next one, I'm going to go to my Colts, the running back, Jonathan Taylor. I got him at uh, over under 12. Well, I think this game, the Colts and and uh, Panthers, Panthers, I think uh, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. Um, mm. Carolina last week. Came off their bye week and they looked pretty good. Bryce Young had his best game of his of the season, and uh, they 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 did they did they looked a lot better. I, I expect them to put up points against the terrible Colts defense, and uh, the Colts are going to run the ball a lot. You know they got Gardner Minshew at quarterback, and I do think they'll they'll put the I think they'll run the ball. I do think their offense will score points. Their defense will hurt them, but. Jonathan Taylor will definitely score a touchdown, which means he'll go over 12 points. All right, then the last one is, uh, I mean, uh, the wide receiver on the Bills, uh, Gabe Davis, uh, over under 11. See, it's tough with Gabe Davis. I mean, he could give you two points or he could give you 50. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get, but he does seem to show up against good teams, and they're going up against uh, Cincinnati. So I'm starting him on my one of my teams. I'm going with the over. Okay. Do you think he's a must start? I wouldn't say must start. It kind of depends on how good your team is. 
And obviously there's bye weeks. So if you got some players on the bye, you probably have to put them in. Um, but yeah, it, with him, you never know what you're going to get. So it's how much risk you want to take. But I would start him unless you have a just completely stacked receiving group. All right, that's it All for right. today. All right. So, Bree, how you like that segment? Honestly, this whole show has definitely bring me some, brought me some insight just on football and how people think about football, how, how serious people are about football. So, I obviously knew about fantasy football, but tomorrow, no, I said no more. Um, like, how you analyze everything is very interesting to me. I like it. It's very interesting. All right, now now you're going to laugh. Now now it's time for you to laugh. Okay. Kwame. I don't know. Cue the music. It's my phone. <laughs> See you driving around town with the girl I love and I like F you. I just the change in my pocket wasn't enough. I'm like yes so it's time to give some fu's to a few different organizations out there the first one goes to the new jersey giants and i said new jersey because that's where they play how 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 do you play a whole game and finish with negative seven passing yards. That is imp- I don't think I've ever seen that before. Has anybody ever seen a team finish with negative passing yards? You I mean you ended the game going backwards. You ended the game getting sacked. That is sad. And it was overtime. So you had more time to get some passing yards. But no, you found a way to stay negative. That is pathetic. F you Giants. Number two. The Raiders, which I said last week, that team needs to get rid of McDaniel. And they did. So in a way, I shouldn't have them because they did the right thing. Daniels is out of there. They benched uh, your boy Jimmy G. They're just trying to change everything because that team is plus just garbage. Absolute garbage. There's no way the Raiders will be hosting the Super Bowl this year like other teams. So they are done. Kaput. F you Raiders. There's a couple others that could be. Oh, well. (laughs) Sorry. Well, you you, you have to change some things over there. My condolences. My condolences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to just buy one of these and come on over. We're always open. We accept accept new converts. We're here. Still like the end. Still like the end. Trust me. Go ahead. Keep going. (laughs) And number three, that's what I was going to say. F you, Sam Howell. How dare you keep trying to put points on us? You decided to play your best games against us. I looked at your stats throughout the season. Yeah, you had a couple other semi-good games, but you saved this best for us for some reason. I am tired of you, and I'm glad to play you anymore. So, F you, Sam Howe. And for honorable mention, as always, Cowboys fans. No offense, <laughs> Bree. But you know how they are. And Texas Rangers fans. Throw them both in there today. I don't want to hear nothing from those Dallas folks. Anywhere, no matter what they're rooting for, I don't care root for the Mavericks, the Raiders, or the Cowboys. I, I don't, always our honorable mention. And well, on that note, well, wait, wait, 
wait. You know, no matter what, how many championships the the uh, the, the Stars, the uh, Rangers, and the Mavericks win, it's still always going to be a Cowboy town, and that's a sad reality because all three are have won championships since 1996, which is weird. But they don't even make even a third, not even a third of Cowboy fans in their own metropolitan area. I was actually happy for the Texas Rangers to win. I was actually happy because the D-backs are a bunch of D-bags, and they don't deserve a baseball team. And Phillies fans, like I said, John's got the, the damn cap one, which is a shame on him. It's a joke. Choke on oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. my ass. Yeah, we needed to win one of those games in Arizona. But we choke, failed. Choke artists. Kiss my ass. Sure. All right, go yeah. on. And so I'm actually I'm kind of happy for the Rangers for the Dallas. That's gonna be the only title Dallas is gonna see. So hey, y'all got something. And on that note, I close out. Now, now we get to interesting. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to mention Breeze age again. I will not. But now we get to the part where we have to be, we have to do things that we have to do as proud people. You know, some of us like fancy football. On my end, I'm a betting guy. I go to casinos. I put money through so I can get so I can get money. Put money in to get money. Our betting segments. And we have and, and Bree, how we do this is we pick two games for the week and we go by the spread. We can pick them outright, but we go by the spread. And obviously this year has been kind of cluster rock. Not been good. Not for your, this, not for the master. This this week this week has not been good. Out of eight combined games, three out of eight combined games we played, we only won two. Think about that. Out of yeah. eight combined games, only yeah. two won. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. So, like I said, I know Bree will can't wait to go go play in the casinos one day. But obviously, if you ever want to put in sports bets, let me know. But anyway, so let's let go to know. our bet. Let's go to our betting segments. Obviously, Matt has the results, and. Kwame will put up on the board here soon what we will pick cross our fingers for next for this week. So let's go to our results and what we're going to pick for the ninth week. Okay. So, yeah, Rob, like you said, this was a rough week for us as a group. Just two out of six. We did have a whole lot of ties. There were three ties. So overall, as a group, we were uh, uh, two, three, and three. So wasn't great, but I think we've had worse, but we'll start go right down the line like usual. Uh, for me, my first pick, I took Houston, giving up three, and uh, and that one didn't work out. You know, I, I I said when I made the pick, I wasn't super fond of it, but I was going with guys that I like or teams or players that I liked in the preseason, and I thought C.J. Stroud would have a much better game against a weak Carolina defense. So I took the loss there. 
Houston not only didn't cover, but they lost the game. Um, but I did get one of our two victories when I took Detroit giving up eight to the Raiders, who obviously after that performance, they fired McDaniels, which by the way, you know, in the back in the preseason, we made our picks for awards, all the different awards. And I had us all pick um, who we thought the first coach was going to get fired was going to be. And I picked, and the way I wrote it down, it looks like all of us picked Josh McDaniels to be the first coach fired this year. So that's something that we all got. He's a jackass. (laughs) Good. Yeah. That's out of the league. Five. Five. Yeah, right. But, hey, that's something that we all got right this week. Um, And then next up, oh, that puts my record. By the way, I'm the only person here that's above 500 for the season as well. Um, I'm here sitting at nine, six, and one on the year. Mm. So not bad, not bad. Then we get the Kwame. Right off the bat, you got to push there with the Eagles giving up seven to Washington. Um, a backdoor push. Yeah, yeah. If only they didn't fumble so many times at the inside the five, he would have covered. Mm. But oh well. And then you got the loss there. You took the Chiefs. And they got they they lose to Denver. Oh my god! <laughs> they were giving oh. up seven in that game. Gosh, that hurt. Yes. <laughs> so one loss and one tie this week that moves your record to five, nine, and two on the season. Mm. Yeah. You're uh, currently in last place. Yeah. And then we go to John. You got the other win with Tampa Bay getting ten. And uh, man, I'll tell you. You caught a break. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't looking good. And then they got a late touchdown. They almost actually tied that game with that Hail Mary, too. But yeah. Yeah. But there was enough to cover the 10 points. So you you got Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. I mean, you thought uh, I was going to be 0 1 to start. But (laughs) yeah, I know. Right. And then you also got the, the push with the Eagles as well, which actually makes you the only person that didn't take a loss this week. So Uh you're the winner. Um, but your your season record, you're also below 500, but you're in uh, uh, third place at the moment, sitting at six, eight, and two. So one game above Kwame. And uh, Rob, your Ravens. Oh my God, you, man! Well, maybe not they, oh, Arizona. Oh, oh why? <laughs> After you curb stomped the good team, you lost to a rough bad team on the road. Get out of here, man. I, I got something to say later about that. Yeah, well, even the way that game, that that ending of that game went, man, you got screwed over big time on that one. I mean, that they, they yeah. take that field goal. Not only do they take that field goal, but, they you know, they, they get blown for a false start and he missed the field goal on that play, and then they come back mm-hmm. and he hits it. So, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Ugh. And that's what lost you the game, man. Otherwise, you would have won. They were giving up nine and a half. And then you also took the Jets – who didn't lose. <laughs> they were giving up three, so that was a push. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. That, they, they they saved me just like the Rams did earlier this year. They saved my ass. They should not have done – lost to the Giants. So, that was 1930s football, what we saw on Sunday with that game. Yeah, oh. I know, right? That yeah, was, was bad. Christ. I'm glad <laughs> I had the Eagles game. to watch instead. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bad one, but hey, at least you didn't take a loss. So none of us actually went 0 2 this week, at least. So being on the bright side, we can look at that. But that puts Rob, your record at 7, 8, and 1. 
So you're okay. sitting in second place and uh, uh, two games behind me at the moment. Rob so the loss how the hell are we going to win one and one? So how the hell do we redeem ourselves? Rob went zero, one and one that this week, this past week. <laughs> yeah. But how do we redeem ourselves in week nine as we're halfway home? Somebody has to break through. Somebody has to break out in this group because now the rubber band effect is showing up. <laughs> yeah. So, and and Matt, you've been taking L's more L's than than W's lately. So, yeah. you gotta be careful here. So, go ahead to week nine picks. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll start it off. Um, you know, I picked uh, I picked against Carolina last week, and I'm going back to this Carolina game. Um, the, the, the Panthers are getting two and a half at home against the Colts. Frank Reich, who got canned last year in favor of Jeff Saturday, is going up against the team that – an owner that fired him. Bryce Young, like I said, had his best game of the season last week. After the bye, it looks like they might have fixed a couple things. I think this is a – uh, classic revenge game. They, they, the Colts' defense is awful. Um, Frank Reich wants to show up the Colts and Jim Hersnake. And uh, I think they're going to be motivated. Getting two and a half at home, at le- at at worst, I think this is going to be a tight game. And I think the, the Carolina wins this outright. So I'm going with the Panthers. And then, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks injured right now. A lot of really bad backup quarterbacks playing, you know. And uh, one that's that's playing this week is uh, Tyson Badgett for the for the Bears, and the Bears are playing in New Orleans. New Orleans has given up eight and a half points. Chicago is awful. Badgett sucks. Their defense is terrible. New Orleans has a tough D. Um, like I said, I expect their offense to put up points. I expect them to score over thirty-five, maybe even forty uh-huh. this week. Um, I'm going with New Orleans in a blowout victory. I'm giving up the eight and a half. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I am. Um, I'm going to go with what I've been going with quite a bit this year. I'm staying home. Philly over Dallas. Okay. Give me that three. I give up those three points with no problem okay that's and because i feel the eagles are still rising and the cowboys gonna come here a little matter of fact that's point spreads a little small and i love it because all the betting public loves the cowboys because that big beat down they gave sunday so kept the, the point spread nice and small i appreciate it Give me a, I'll give it a nice, easy W. And I so wish the Dolphins and Chiefs game was in the United States. I can't touch European games. I don't know what's going to happen on who travels well, who's going to get food poisoning, who's going to have air sickness. I don't got the time to worry about all that. So I might actually, I'm actually looking at these um, night games i might pick big money burrows i've been letting them have it at the beginning of the season but i think i'll go with big money okay. over the bills giving up two points 
I will take that. All right. Uh, with me, I'm going to go with 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 uh, Matt's second pick. I'm going to go with the Saints to cover. Um, I just think the first half's in that game, it's, you know, Saints are just going to dominate in the second half. It's just going to keep on. Uh, they're just the, – the Bears just not going to uh, come back from. Then uh, my other pick – I mean, I'm going to go with Kwame. I'm going to go with Big Money Burrows with them. Uh, I think they, they cover versus the Bills because the Bills' defense right now is shredded with those injuries. So those are my two picks. Well, hmm. You know, uh, y'all picks are nice. It's cute. It's beautiful. I'm sure Bree has enjoyed that, that what Kwame picked, maybe. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to turn it back again. Give me the Ravens at home. They're at home against another NFC East, another NFC opponent. They will blow. They will beat down Seattle. So give me. So give me the Ravens. Give me the. Give me. Give me it. Give me it. Okay. All right. You see. The problem I've had the last this year throughout this entire season is picking teams that can't cover, picking teams that cannot cover for their lives. And I mean, they can't cover. They can't do it. They can't do it at all. They can't do it. I picked so many games that won that didn't win. They won outright, but they didn't cover. So I have to change things up. But here's the weird thing about this week. This is the exact same picks I picked last week. But the difference is that Monday night game, that Monday night game, the Jets are three-and-a-half-point dogs. I haven't picked many dogs this year. The Chargers are coming east. The weather might – I don't know if it's going to be chilly. I don't know if it's going to be chilly. I don't think it will be chilly Monday night. It will be chilly enough, but that that game – the Jets defense is no joke. We all seen the Jets defense. We we've seen the Jets be defense. They beat us. They they we made, beat ourselves. They made, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Dalen Hurts tur- turned the ball over four times. Trust That's me. That's what I said. But they again, the Jets have done numbers on on good teams. You know, I'm gonna pick, right. I'm gonna pick them again. I'm gonna pick them as a dog. I'm I just have this feeling the Jets. They're, they're they're sneaky. They're sneaky. They're sneaky good. They're like the Bengals, but they're doing it because of their defense, not be not because of their quarterback. The quarterback's a joke. Don't give me the. Don't worry about the quarterback. <laughs> Jets defense will find a way. They will find a way. So give me the Jets dog. I actually yeah. like it. I just can't touch the Jets. It's a long story. Long will tell you. I don't <laughs> touch the Jets games. Fine. He's a giant fan anyway. I know, it's but it's something happening in college. Fan. What does he care about the Jets? It's something happening in college. I tell you. Well, you tell you tell me you tell me later in the week. All right, <laughs> so go. Let's recap. All right, so um, I'm I'm going with Carolina getting two and a half against the Colts, and uh, the Saints getting eight or giving eight and a half to the Bears. Uh, Kwame's sticking with the Eagles here, giving up three to Dallas, and then he's going out to Buffalo and taking Cincinnati, giving two to the Bills. Or no, it's in Cincinnati. Yeah, 
it's in Cincinnati giving two to the Bills on Sunday night. Um, John's going with one, one of my picks and one of Kwame's picks here. So he's you got the Saints giving up eight and a half and the Bengals giving up two. And then Rob is uh, he's just going to pick the Ravens and Jets every week for the rest of the year. So he's going to nah, take the Ravens minus six sense. and the Jets plus three and a half. It makes sense this week. This week it makes sense. It didn't make sense last week. It makes sense this week. <laughs> All right. Can I tell my fancy friendly high scoring matchup? We're we're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's we got three still on here, right? Yes. All right. So we have another we have one more big segment, and this is our fun segment. This is my favorite segment of the week because I came up with it. A couple years ago, and it's obvious that when we do this, we watch these games. Now, I know, Bree, you don't watch a lot of football outside your interest on that star. But anyway, we do talk about a lot of games. We see a lot of things. Sometimes we see things we don't like, and sometimes we see things that surprise us and disappoint us. You see where we're going? It's our surprise and disappointment segment. So, Sit back and relax. Well, you've been sitting back and relaxed here this entire hour. <laughs> so our surprises and disappointments for this past week, week eight. Okay. Um, one surprise I'm going to put in here is uh, Will Levis, you know, rookie quarterback making his debut. And he came out and he was he balled out. Um, you know, he was – a lot of people thought he was going to go as like a top 15 pick in the draft. He ended up dropping all the way to the second round. A lot of people had questions about him. And he came out 19 of 29, which is 65.5% completion percentage, 238 yards, and four touchdowns against Atlanta. Um, yeah, he, he tore up, and uh, he may have won that starting job. Obviously, he's playing in, what, maybe 10 minutes they're going to start kicking off. Um, if, if he can have another big game against Pittsburgh tonight, Tannehill might be riding the bench for the rest of the year, which is what they should be doing anyway, because they shouldn't be trying to make the playoffs at this point because they're just not a good team. But we'll see. And then disappointment. Hey, I'm you know I'm always a fair guy. Uh, if it's if a guy that I don't like, whether I don't like him as a player or as a person, has a big game, I'll give him credit. Just like last week, I gave Kirk Cousins credit for his huge Monday night game against the Niners, even though I always say that he's a loser. But um, this week I'm going to go to our hometown team here, the Eagles, and their pass defense was a disappointment to me and everybody else. Like, I mean, two games this year, two games this year we played Washington and Sam Howell, and two games a year Sam Howell tore us up. I mean, we already talked about it. I'm not going to say much much else about it, but that was my disappointment. I mean, I was expecting a much better performance out of our D. Yeah, and I'm looking on the opposite way. I mean, the same the same situation. My surprise is Sam Howe. This guy, 397 yards and four touchdowns, uh, just doing the right thing, getting rid of the ball quick, just boom, 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 boom. And I did not expect him to do that again. My fact, he was even better. Than the first time we played them. Uh, so that surprised me. Disappointment. Well, I already said it in the FU segment. 
the Giants. I have more passing guards sitting here than the Giants. That makes no sense. How did things get that bad? That a team, you're a crosstown rival, you're your stadium partner could, didn't even want to win the game. Didn't even want to win the game. But you went out of your way to give it to them. You did everything possible to give them that game. Tyrod Taylor finished with eight yards of uh, passing. And he was a character that came in and backed him up. I forgot already. It, that's, oh. And then for those poor fans that sat and watched that, and that weather too, Ugh. Yeah, weather sucked. It was worse than the, the Steelers Jaguars game. At least there was some ac- action in that one. So the Giants, I thought they were making a turnaround. Defensively, they're holding teams down. Ooh. And even with Barkley back, it's still a rough deal. So that's it. I mean, I'll start with my disappointment. Uh my disappointment is the uh the Chiefs losing to the Broncos. Mm, yeah, that's right. Um, that's one too. <laughs> uh, I mean, my surprise. Uh, my surprise. Uh, probably. I was gonna say the. The Seahawks uh, beating the Browns, because I think uh, I just think the Browns they're uh, they're they're a much better team. They just the Seahawks beat them. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to do reversal kind of reverse psychology for mine. My surprise and my disappointment will surprise and disappoint you. <laughs> anyway. My surprise is a loss is a win. It, my, no, my surprise is a loss, and that's the Chiefs. The fact that we've already talked about this, the fact that they lost to Denver, and now Denver, it made Denver rips open, give them a pause in their season. They didn't even have to spend any a trade. They didn't even have to trade anybody away. We're three and five. We actually have a chance now in this AFC that keeps getting closer and closer. And, and I mean, Sky Moore played like like a deer in headlights. And, you know, like I said, you know, Travis Kelsey needs Taylor Swift, apparently. He, he apparently needs her, her at every game because there's no way he, he can – he seeks to completely motivate his brain. And the fact that he didn't play well and the team didn't play well. I heard, yeah, Mahomes was sick, but that doesn't matter in football. You, you, you have to play unless you don't want to play. And – you know, that's ridiculous that they lost to that team. I was just stunned. Like, really? They lost to that team? And they didn't even look good. They didn't even look good. They scored three field goals. Get the Broncos. You can't. This team lost to the Dolphins by 50. How? And Russell Wilson off for 114 yards. And, and, the, and my Ravens are my disappointment because they the week before, they, tur- they torched the Lions. Absolutely torched the Lions. They made the Lions look like the worst team in football. Now you go play the worst team in football, and you make them look like a, a an okay team. That's the fact w. that they couldn't cover, they couldn't freaking cover. You couldn't do that for <laughs> for me. You couldn't do that. And I'm picking y'all again. 
well, this time you're, you're, you're going to be at home, so you can't screw that up, right? Right? We'll sit. <laughs> All right, now I get a little serious. You know, now, now it's my segment, my own segment, since we all have our own segments, basically. So, Bree, so hold on tight because this is, you know, I would put your Cowboys on here, but unfortunately, they haven't done anything to, to worry me yet. Maybe the 49ers game, but that's a different story. So, this is my dummy of the week. And we already brought this, somebody already brought this up. But it's funny because I would say the Jets and the and the Giants would have been my dummy of the week because of how poor, how terrible a football game that was. I've never seen football go back 90 years like that. But the fact that I went to bed at 2 in the morning and I get the breaking news that the Raiders clean house. Two years ago, and Matt will remember this because we, we were still, we were doing the show as a trio then. The Raiders went through absolute hell. They fired a coach for being closet racist. And then they lost two players because they were told assholes. They absolute one caused a, a failed hit and run. One caused a, a terroristic threat and got himself fired and arrested. But that Raider team made the playoffs. The interim coach did a good job and got the Raiders to the playoffs. Something Gruden couldn't do with his $100 million fraud fraudulent self. So now they decided to hire Josh McDaniels. And we all know he can't coach. All he is is a bitch boy to, to Brady and Belichick for years. That's all he is is a bitch boy. He's a bitch boy. And the fact that he thinks he can be a head coach was ridiculous. And the fact that they clean house. This is the Raiders. They clean house. They didn't just fire him. They fired the general manager. After just two years, again, a general manager? Really? Because Mike Mayock was fired a couple years ago. And now, and then they fired the offensive coordinator. Really? The offensive coordinator got fired? He got, <laughs> he really? So, to me, the and Raiders the, and were their, and their, uh, joke. And their quarterback got benched. Yeah, and, and why don't they just rehire Lane Kiffin? Why don't they rehire him? Why don't they just bring him back and try a 77-yard field goal? He got fired for that several years ago. He got fired on a 77-yard field goal attempt. I mean, mm. come on, man. This The mm. Raiders organization has been trash for 20 years and going and keeps going strong. It's a joke. It's a mess. They can't they can't get the hell out of their own way. This It's just the silver and black. This was a team you feared in the 1970s. That's a team you feared. You didn't you you didn't want to play them because they would kick your ass up and down the field, literally. Now they're a joke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's saying she has to get going. All right. I'm sorry, right. guys. No, no. Well, glad, glad we, you enjoyed it. We wrapping up too. Yeah. Next yep. time we'll, I will we'll done, make sure we'll that I'm about on. ten minutes. But thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. I pre- very appreciate it. See you tomorrow. Of course, I'll be on next time. All right. Yeah, see you tomorrow. But going back to it, the Raiders, you know what? They're the dummies of the week. They can go to hell. <laughs> All right. <laughs> be prepared next week. Anyway, 
All right, let's let's get to our games. Obviously, this game's about to kick off here if it hasn't already. Big matchup in the Steel City. Will Levy's obviously the quarterback. He went from being from being embarrassed on draft night to looking like a franchise quarterback. Looking good, four touchdown passes. But obviously, he has a tough task tonight playing a tougher defense than what he had to deal with on Sunday or a short week and in a tough environment. Obviously, the Steelers, they're coming off a tough loss to the Jaguars, but obviously, they'll get their act together here, hopefully. Kenny Pickett, man, he's, he must be tougher than hell. He must be tougher than hell. So, here's a guy who suffered a, a broken rib and he's playing tonight or he's going to try to play somehow. So we'll see what happens here. But a big matchup here tonight as positioning in the AFC becomes a must for wild card chances do the Steelers have or they still think they might have a chance at the division. So go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, Will Levis see through four touchdowns last week. Um, that, that, that matched uh, Fran, Tar- Fran Tarkenton and Mar- Marcus Mariota as the – only quarterbacks to throw four touchdowns in their NFL debut. Um, and, you know, I had, him, I had him listed as my surprise of the week this week, but that doesn't, that's, that's because of how, how good he was. Um, you know, you don't really ever expect any rookie quarterback to come out and throw four touchdowns, obviously, because it, it's only happened twice before. Um, but he's a guy that I like coming in, going into the draft. He was my number two rated quarterback when we talked, when Rob and I talked going in the draft, I'd CJ Strab one, Will Levis too, so I do think he's a talented player that that could be good. I mean, we'll see. Um, but he's going up against a tough Pittsburgh D. But you know, Minka Fitzpatrick's not playing. Um, they do have a rookie in there, talented rookie Joey Porter Jr. at cornerback. Um, I think these there's an opportunity there to uh, for him to have another good game against the sort of uh, against that Pittsburgh secondary and. I think there's some opportunity here for him. And like I said, if he has another big game or even just a good game and they win, I don't see how they could give uh, Ryan Tannehill the starting job back when he's healthy. Um, and then you look at Pittsburgh, like I said, like Rob said, Kenny Pickett's playing, but how healthy is he? Is he going to be able to take some hits? Because you look at Tennessee last week, their defense had a season high six sacks. Um so maybe they're starting to come on too, and you know they're going to be throwing a lot of heat at Kenny Pickett, knowing that he's already injured. They're going to try to hit him and hit him often, and uh, we'll find out quickly if he can play the whole game. I should say, if he, he's obviously playing, but we'll see if he can play the whole game. And if he doesn't, or if he's just hurting, um, they might have to turn to Mitch Trubisky, and that's not going to be pretty either. So I look at this one. I think Tennessee's going to win this game. Um, I think Levis builds off his, his first game and has another good one against a tough team. And uh, I'm going with Tennessee with a final score of 26 to 13. Okay. Um, full disclosure. I just happened to look at the score and there was already a score. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they always scored a touchdown already. Really? Yeah, scored on the first drive. 
they wasted no time. Kenny Pickett. Um, I was leaning on Pittsburgh because I thought they could rebound. But I, <laughs> I don't – that's my problem with picking the Thursday night. So we should, if we do Thursday again, do this first. <laughs> and then we have it before the kickoff. Um, but uh, but I do I still believe Pittsburgh will rebound. I can't imagine playing that sorry again. Um, with, since Kenny is back, so I will um say I think Pittsburgh will slide through. Tennessee is looking better. I think I said with that little quarterback because he's going to be fun to watch. I want to check it out. But I think still is a squeak by 21-17. All right. So uh, I was thinking along the lines with with Matt a little bit, but I was going to pick them in our betting segment, but with the and going with the with the Titans. So, but now that Fitzpatrick's deemed out, uh, I think uh, I'm thinking the Titans are going to surprise them, and they're going to win twenty to sixteen. Yeah. Well, we we saw the score there. I mean, Steelers went down the drive. If Matt picking if if Matt's picking well, then then obviously we'll see how the Titans do. Now, obviously Pickett looks like he can handle it, but. He must be a tough guy. Learn from his predecessor, Big Ben. <laughs> Obviously, we'll see what happens. But the Steeler defense, which defense do you trust more? I trust the Steelers. Obviously, I'm not home. I'm not helping out Kenny here. But obviously, his Steelers, they're at home. It's a chilly night. Temperatures in the upper 30s. Obviously, a lot to put into there. First real cold game. So I'm going to go with the with the steel with the Steelers. I think it will be a it will be a tight game. It will be a battle, low scoring. It will be interesting. So, will Levy's you'll you'll get a welcome to the NFL moment here. A couple of interceptions, probably a couple of sacks as well. So, Pittsburgh wins in the final score, twenty to sixteen. Okay. Now, big one. There's a lot of big matchups on Sunday and. Yes, on Sunday we have some big, big matchups. Big matchup with implications. The first one will be we're going to Germany. We're going to Kwame's. You know, we're going we're going to fly over to Germany, and a big matchup here. Two teams that are playing interesting. The Dolphins trying to get their first win, signature win of the season, even though they've been they're six and two. Their first team, uh, uh, first win against a team with significance the world champs and the chiefs coming off their worst offensive performance for Mahomes in a couple of years. And this should be an interesting matchup in Frankfurt, Germany. First time in that city. It's the first of two Germany games in the next two Sunday mornings on the NFL network the game will be on the NFL network if you have it. So a big matchup here, two teams with big expectations the battle for first place in the NFC, in the AFC, at least for the moment, will be on the line in this game. So go ahead. Okay, okay. And hey, hey, one thing I almost forgot about—I um, should have mentioned it—but 
before after we're done with this part, I'm gonna throw at you. Uh, it's I know it's Rob's thing, but I'm gonna throw at you my own dummy of the week because it's not football related, but it's really related. So mm. I'm just gonna throw something at you real quick. Um, but yeah, with this game, it's so it's tough to pick these uh, London Europe games. I mean, nine thirty a.m. You know who knows what's gonna happen. Um, it's always a it's always a weird game. It happens half the, most of the time. It ends up being a terrible game. Somebody gets blown out. Um, so it's disappointing that this game is the one that's on, as opposed to some some garbage like the Saints and Bears or something. But um, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, Miami has played over there a few times. Not, maybe not in Germany, but in London, same time zone. They at least have some type of idea how to how to prepare. Um, I don't think Kansas City has played over in Europe at all. Either way, Kansas City's coming off a, a rough game. Their offense, though, has not looked good this year, but their defense can get after the quarterback. Um, and we saw with the Eagles, we got after them. Um we, there is a blueprint on how to s- slow down that Dolphins offense. So I do think that the Chiefs will be pretty successful. But I just think that that Chiefs offense, man, they're just not that – they're just not – they're just – I mean, they're, they're just not putting up points like you normally expect them to. And uh, I'm not going to hold it against them last week. It was a bad game. Um, I, that was a classic letdown game. They got caught looking ahead, I think. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with Miami in this one. I just think uh, – I just think they're going to be more prepared, and uh, it's, it'll be tight. It'll be tight, but Miami does have the firepower, and if they can get a couple big plays, I think it's going to be enough to get them the victory. So I'm going to go Miami in a tight one. I'm going to say final score is going to be 27-23. Ooh, yeah. Everything you said, I agree. I hate the overseas nonsense stuff changes. This could easily be my intriguing game. And I can still say it's intriguing because it is overseas. But I don't know. I'm going to lean on the Chiefs for the things I said earlier. Their pedigree and Dolphins haven't beaten a winning team yet. But playing in Germany, I throw it all out the window. I'm gonna lean on that. So I'm gonna say the Chiefs um will find some offense and win 24-19. No, uh with mine in this game. Um right now lean towards the Chiefs. Um I just think they they cover this game. I don't think they uh like they like the Chiefs have covered most uh, spreads. Uh, I think I uh, so that's kind of like my philosophy. But I'll go uh, with them winning twenty eight to twenty four. Okay. Well. I said these these international games. I know the NFL is hungry. We we talk about this all the time. They're hell bent on getting an international team down the road if they have to take one from the franchise or they they create their own. 
It's something that they're obviously looking at. They're obviously looking at the German German market. But really, it, I, we we can't stop telling ourselves that we, we that they they actually care about football because a lot of those people that will be at the game will probably have traveled from from here. So I don't understand, but. Obviously, that's what the league. They want to be a world league. They had a world league. They did have a world league back in the 90s. Why don't they re reinvent that? But anyway, to this matchup, obviously, this is a critical matchup. It would have been more exciting if this game was back here in the in the States. But obviously, you have to wake up early in the morning. Some And some of us don't get up this early to watch these games. So we'll see what happens. I mean, Miami, this could be the finally the game that they actually – show that they're actually true contender by their record and what they've done offensively. They're still the best offense in football. But they are playing the Chiefs and against and get against top flank teams are 0-2. So how they do this, I don't see it happening. I think the Chiefs will find a way. I think, you know, Mahomes, the Rocket will will throw a couple of touchdowns and I think your boy Sky Moore will have one, Matt. We'll see. And then obviously Kelsey will have a couple of good games. Maybe maybe Taylor Swift will t- make the fly out there. Who knows? He's about to start an international tour, so he got to go to Germany eventually. So why not why not go go ease on her way into the disco? So we'll get hmm. we'll see what happens there. But Chiefs win, they'll find a way, and the final score thirty to twenty three. What the okay. Is it what's uh, Yeah, my fancy. I said thirty to twenty-three. Uh-huh. My fancy-friendly high-scoring matchup. I'm gonna go with the Bills versus the Bengals. I think that yeah, should that be very high-scoring game. I think. So, so Kwame, what's your intriguing deal? It's. I was looking at the Bills-Bengals as one because I think there's some intrigue there, but I think the game. There's another game that jumped out at me um, that I found a little more intriguing. You know, maybe maybe I'll stay with that. No, no, this is the one. Seahawks at your Ravens. Mm -hmm. Can the Seahawks come across the country here? Now the new leaders of the NFC West. Yes. Come out here for the NFC AFC North leader and pull off something. Uh and are the Ravens for real. So yeah, I'm a little more intrigued about that one. So one o'clock or so um I can at least watch that before Eagles take care of business. Okay. okay. And, and and Ken and Ken's um and Ken's uh manager special he gave me not too long ago is the Colts over the Panthers. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Your Colts there, John. <laughs> and Matt Matt took the spread, but I think that's a pretty good pick. Now, Matt, yeah. you said you had something to say about Philly Link. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, two, I, it was two years ago almost. Um, I remember we were talking. Kwame was on the line too. And you guys were talking about it, but the Sixers made a trade. You know, they brought in James Harden. I told you then, I, as a Rockets fan, I told you guys both that the Sixers will never win a, a championship <laughs> with James Harden on this team. So, 
looks like I was right. They finally gave up. He forced his way out like the baby he is. He's gone. Um, so I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna give my own dummy of the week. I'm gonna give it to Daryl Morey for even trading for this scrub because this guy's <laughs> this guy is so overrated, man. I call Kirk Cousins a loser. This guy's the Kirk Cousins of the NBA. He's never gonna win shit. He puts up all he is is empty stats. So yeah. Well, well, our melancholy, well, our melancholy to Kirk Cousins. His season has come to an end, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, you can't just give him a couple of L's from his from his hospital bed. Well, he's not in the hospital right now, and he, I don't know when he's having surgery, but he he's now going to be topped in a wheelchair for the next couple of weeks, and then he'll be on crutches and whatever. Will the Vikings recover? We'll see. But <laughs> obviously, NFL trades went down. Ah, uh, like I said, I've been telling people. You know, it's tough to trade a player in the NFL because you have to learn a whole playbook and it's and learn it chemistry and everything else. It's not like the NBA and the and and baseball where you you got already you already know what's what kind of deal they're going to play. It's different in the NFL. So, good luck to the teams that, to the players that got traded, and we'll see what happens if that you benefits know. anybody moving forward. I mean, Josh Dobbs did go to the Vikings. I just don't know if I'll thrive with them or they're just not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, well from we'll a fantasy know, we'll perspective with the Vikings, this it'll be interesting to see who actually ends up as their starting quarterback. I mean, they're starting uh, uh, Jaron Hall this week. But after that, uh, Nick Mullins is injured. He he's He'll be back. Um, Dobbs will have a week under his belt to try to learn the playbook or somewhat of the playbook. So, I mean, it'll be, we'll see who it is. I mean, if you're, if you're especially in a two quarterback league, um, I picked up Dobbs. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, I'm hoping Jefferson comes back. He, he's got a, he's got a rock with one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do have a coach that knows how to uh, put together a good scheme that he'll take advantage of matchups and the quarterback strength with whoever ends up being their quarterback. I don't think Jaron Hall is going to be the answer, but one of the other two should be pretty de- a decent player. They should be able to put up some decent stats. All right. So before we, before I make my announcement, Kwame has some business to take care of our suicide. What did we do this week? And yeah, you know, yeah. what did we do? What did we do? What yeah, did we yeah. do? And I almost, I thought I had to set up and I almost forgot. Ain't that something? Here we go. And so this week, not too bad. Nobody caught a loss. I mean, Ken got zero points. I said for Ken, he forgot to make a pick. And oh, luckily, I didn't set it up for. Oh. I thought I had a set that if you don't make a pick, you got to take the biggest L. That's, <laughs> but it didn't set up that way, which is, I'm, I'm happy for Ken. So he gets to stay in. Uh, plus 48. Uh, Matt had Ravens, so I had to. Once I realized y'all picked them, I said I had to root for the cat, cat, uh, the Cardinals. Hang in there, <laughs> just hang in there. And uh, so we picked the Lions, and they disappointed me. They should have way more than 26 points. Come on, Detroit! I watched them miss a field goal. I watched them in the first half just field goal, field goal, field goal, and then the Raiders score a touchdown. I'm like, are you kidding me? Nine to seven. <laughs> Come on, Detroit. So they finally put it together, but they outgained them like 500 to 150, but still ain't beat them by 12. <laughs> What's the name? Outgained them by himself. 
uh, what's the running back name? <laughs> he had more scrimmage uh, yards than the, Gibbs. than the Raiders. Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he only got 26 points, but okay. So it was a plus. So so right now, Matt's plus 90. I'm plus 76. I'm plus 60. Ken's 48. And Bob's on the plus side. Nobody's yeah, naked. finally. Finally. <laughs> finally. It's starting to, to get there. Four straight victories. Starting to get the hang of this shit. Yep, 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 yep. And getting higher and higher. Yeah, getting up there. I mean, do I do I have enough to get to y'all to y'all up to y'all position? Probably not. Not at uh, the moment, but if I keep taking W's, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we got if everybody starts catching L's, it never knows. Yeah. Eight weeks to go. Yeah. I'm, actually, we, we got, got, we're we got nine yet. weeks. Nine weeks, yeah. It's going to get tougher towards the end of the year when everybody's used up all the top teams yes. like Eagles and Dolphins. The, then you have to pick You have to pick whatever. That's the yeah. strategy. That's the strategy. Do you, you use up all your good stuff earlier or not? That's the, good, that's now, the strategy. Now to my big announcement. Like I said, we did mention a couple weeks ago that, okay, we were supposed to do our live look back on October 18th. It didn't happen. But on that week, on that day, I did say we have found the lead. And thanks to John and and me putting this idea, this thing and all this together, we found a place to do the live look back on Wednesday, November 15th at one of John at one of Jobs John's jobs. It will be at this Homewood, I think it's called, right? Homewood, yeah, Homewood, Homewood, Homewood Suite. By Hilton. In Newtown, Pennsylvania, on November fifteenth, from six thirty to nine, join all of us. Well, Matt will be on a monitor, but yes. the rest of us will be there live, along with Ken. Hopefully, Bree will join us as a as a spectator, along with a few few guests of our choosing. Like I said, I'm giving John and Kwame. You can bring your buddies along so they can listen to the show. You can bring your Colts buddy, John. You can bring Vaughn if you want. I'm sure they would be interested. Like I said, like I said, I'm looking forward to this. To this, this is the biggest, biggest moment. Like I said, man, we started. We started to bring some uh, hotel guests too. 13, 14 years ago, as coworkers talking about football, and now we've come from that to this. Yeah. And this is a big, 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 big deal for all of us. This is the biggest deal I've done and probably any of us has ever done. So we're going to start promoting it now. John, you start putting it up on Facebook or whatever. Call me, tell all your friends. And I mean, we'll I'll start even, promoting this live yeah, I'll show. Even, yes. I'll even make, two weeks. Yeah, I'll even make an, an announcement myself. It's, uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you, Matt, we're going to have – I mean, I was showing Rob a couple of weeks with my extra questions. It's going to be more than four questions okay. and then kind of some like outlook questions. Okay. And we're going to have more segments. Like yes. I said, our top five list will return our midway point top five lists. Reaction and overreaction. It's coming. Be prepared. It's coming. We got two big segments and a lot of other good stuff for, for people to do. We'll, we'll be promoting it very much over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, next week's show, we'll look into our sneak preview of it. But obviously, I'm looking forward to it as much as everybody else is. So, you know, let me give myself a, a clap.
All right, well, <laughs> like I said, but that's all we have for this episode. I think Bree, the lovely Bree coming on here, even though she's a Cowboy fan, but she was very cautious. She was very respectful. Y'all were very respectful of her. And I think she'll be able to come on the show again later in the season. And that's all we have for this episode. And looking forward to this weekend, these games. Will the Eagles go into the bye flying high over those damn Cowboys? Or will the NFC get a little interesting following this bye? So a lot to get through. Matt and I will join us on Matt and I will go up we'll go over these games on Sunday, game of the week, lock of the week, all that other good stuff. That's all we have for this week. Take us out. Get rock for my kids. They're real. Till the sun come up Tackle 40 when the sun go down It's a cold winter Y'all better bundle up And I better be a hotter summer rapper on you just a rocket down You hot now, listen up Don't you know cops' sole purpose is to lock us down And throw away the king But without this drug Your kids ain't got no way to eat, huh? We still try to keep mom